<laughs> you got the cheers going, <laughs> continuing the cheers from 2003 yeah. or whenever that was. Yeah, I like, I like doing that. All right, cool. Welcome up. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another Channel 11. What up, Billy? How are you doing today? You know, this is weird to start the Channel 11s because, you know, when it's episode like 135 or something like that, you're like, hey, episode 135, Channel 11. It's like, I don't know, what is this, like our third or fourth Channel 11? And how do you how do you introduce it? It's like fourth know, or fifth. So. Welcome, just welcome to another Channel Eleven. This is us. This is what it is. This is you're going to see like our faces news. for the next hour or whatever it is. Perfect. Awesome. Get used another to another perfect Channel Eleven. <laughs> I'm stoked for this one. This is a uh, an area that I think we know something about, and uh, <laughs> we didn't know anything about of, the other hundred and thirty yeah. whatever episodes in Channel Eleven. <laughs> no, I, I feel like um, on this kind of episode, it would be like maybe cooler to have like a couple New York people and someone not New York, but it's just going to be us yeah. talking about New York and that experience and. Uh, how we think it differs from skating around the rest of the world and the rest of the country. And it's a very unique place, like many places are, but yep. we're going to get into what we know about it. But before we do, just want to do my little spiel. Please, if you don't, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, we have a Facebook. If you like what you're hearing, give us a like. Go to our Instagram, give us a follow. Uh, we have a YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button, the notification bell. If you like what you're hearing, leave a comment, share. All these interactions really help with us. We have an iTunes. You can go listen while you're at work. You don't have to watch. It could just be straight audio. Five-star rating if you like what you're hearing, please. And write us a review. It really helps with the algorithm. gives us a boost. And we also have a Patreon. If you want to be a Patreon, you can be a Patreon for as little as $3 a month. When you become a Patreon, you get access to exclusive content that we make. We just put out a few section commentaries from our favorite sections. Austin and I just did. We have some of our guests doing their section commentary. We have trick tips. We have three pieces. Um, we have all different kinds of things. And when you become a Patreon, you are automatically entered into a random drawing every month that we have to do today, actually. We will be. And and you get something for free from our online store if you win. You can get a mug. You can get a shirt. You can get a five-panel hat. We have the uh, the new tank top. So who's ever still in the summer season, even though summer's going away, we have that as well. So it's, yeah, it's warm year around somewhere. Somewhere somebody's watching where it's hot now. They get appreciated tank top. We do ship worldwide. Um, but yeah, we have a few new Patreon supporters this episode. I want to give a shout out to this is a good one right here. First one is Dag the Almighty Grindplate. What a name that is. Uh, thank you for supporting. We have also uh, Alice Dare Osborne, Brett Swanson, John Keane, Pete Wald, Jonathan Hughes, Steve Cutts, Louis Saka, and Canon Jones, thank you all so much for supporting. And like Billy said, you were all entered for um, a chance to win whatever you want from our online store once a month. So we are a little bit behind. We did a few movie nights, and the last one we did was in person, too, with Levy in, in Brooklyn. So we didn't have a chance to do yep. this. We are going to get it going right now, though. We're going to have everybody from our Patreon in the in the wheel. We're doing a wheel this time. We're switching it up. But we're going to give it a spin rooney right here to see who wins something from our online store out of our Patreon uh, community and the winner is da, 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 da. oh my camera's in the way mark just straight up mark <laughs> I, I like the wheel the wheel's fun yeah i found a cool little wheel so i think we'll do it like this for now on but thank you mark i don't know your last name off fan, but i'll look you up on our patreon i'll reach out to you for um to see what you want from our online store thank you everybody for supporting there's like 320 of you guys here right now so it's awesome to have you all supporting if you are interested in supporting click the link in the description to join our, our patreon page um along those lines we have a wtf this week that is Presented by our Patreon supporter, Chad 
Vignel. I hope I pronounced that right. But our WTF is uh, brought to us from Bobby Spazoff, Jump Street alumni with this epic 900 to kind grind. I don't know if this is from a contest or not. This is from that... Um, that UK contest or some other thing? It doesn't look like a contest. It looks like he's just at the skate park. This is just him warming up, probably. Uh, you know, he gets crazy. <laughs> at the, he gets crazy out there, man. He's been putting out a lot of sick stuff lately. So yeah, it's cool to see this. I know because I don't think I've ever seen a 900 kind grind. People flipped out when Haffy did that fakey seven kind grind in um at Barnburner, like in 2005 or something like that. So now we're up to the 900. Soon it's going to be a 1080 kind grind, and Stay tuned for our WTF for that 1080 kind grind from somebody. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure it's going to happen. I wonder. I wonder uh, wait, I think we've had a 900 kind grind. Did we? As a WTF before. Really? Yeah, right foot. Um, it was like a launch to, to, to nine kind grind, but that's we had so many. many people, yeah. Not many people have done it. So no, definitely not. So yeah. shout out, Bobby. You do anything, you're killing it. And uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode. Yes, sponsors is more than one. But first of all, we give a shout out to Blank for sponsoring this episode as usual. Everybody, please go check out the new Sean Keen Pro Model Skate. They also have a new team skate coming out soon. They're starting to leak things here and there, uh, a gray skate. So keep your eyes peeled for that. They're announcing that really soon. Um, but I've been riding the Blank skates for like a little over a year now. I love them. Um, some of my favorite things about the skates are the direct mount sole play system designed by Kyle Sola. Uh, so you have a low profile, um, I guess your foot is closer to the frame so that when you grind, you really feel the tricks a little better. I love that feeling. Um, also, they come stock with hydrogen wheels from Rollerblade, which are some of the best wheels I've ever rode. Uh, there's a lot of high quality things in this skate. It's Rollerblade quality, so you know it's going to be right. Everybody, please check out Blank Rolling Products on Instagram or go to www.blankrollingproducts.com to learn more and stay tuned for everything they have coming out this year. And I want to give a shout out to, oh, you want to say something? No, go ahead. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> our second sponsor for this episode, big shout out to the Blade Farm up in Canada. Uh, the Blade Farm is a blader owned and operated skate shop, and it's the only skate shop in Atlantic Canada. Um, they're happy to support blader owned brands such as, you know, Caltech, Them Skates, 5050, just to name a few. Uh, they also have, you know, custom junior uh what are they the caltech k junior skate setups so if you have like a little son daughter niece nephew whatever it is they're interested in skating it's fun to have them customize the skates you know have their their colors on it the frames and whatnot so that's really cool everybody check out uh the bladefarm.ca and they ship worldwide as well so big shout out to the blade farm thank you for supporting the show those little kid skates look sick. They are. Yeah, my girlfriend has them for her daughter. It's awesome. We might actually went to the skate shop and kind of like fiddled and made a custom setup um, ourselves. So it, it's no really way. cool. It's an awesome skate, though. It looks great. Like a great kid skate. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, really cool. Speaking of great skates, <laughs> we just uh, announced pre-orders for Dominic Bruce Pro Skate. So they just want to pre-order right now. They're a the old classic Mesmer boot. We have a new liner in there that's thinned mm. out and more fitting to the foot and uh, is seems to be the preference of the team. We have a new hard harder material on the sole plate, makes it faster and last longer. The same fluid five frame, and we have the dual color wheels. They're like marble colored uh, wheels. Same quality as our last wheels on the Jambolino skate, so very good quality wheels. Check it out. Dominic Bruce Pro Skate. Really cool. Really excited for him. 
pumped. And yeah, check it out. Where do people get their pre-orders at? Pre-orders go at heavydistribution.com or you can get it at disroyal.com. Mesmerskates.com, you can go get it there. And we're expecting to receive everything by the end of October. So yeah. I love the uh, I love the little details on the Bruce skate too, like the the cuff bolt with the swirls. I love that. Yeah, that, that I never was really fun. seen like a, a a unique cuff bolt design, which is cool that you guys are doing. Uh, so it was really cool. I love those the way those skates look. Yeah, and he he designed the uh, the the art on the bottom of the sole plate. He was actually just like in art school. He's a bit like really into art, obviously. So he did his whole thing, and he came out really good. That's how you know it's like his own pro skate. He drew the art for it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Fully designed it and drew the art. Looks great. So super pumped for him. And check that out. Hell yeah. Great skate. Check that out. So everybody, thank you for joining us. We are discussing the topic today of what makes you know New York City skating so special. What makes it unique? Billy and I grew up skating in New York City. Even though Billy lives in California now, he still has like 15, 20 <laughs> years skating in New York City. So you know we grew up yeah. skating together out here. And we also traveled around the world many places, continents, countries all around the world. So we know like the difference is what stands out and what doesn't stand out. And a lot of things are unique to New York City skating. Um, so we're just going to discuss some of this now. A quick thank you to Alex Abola in our Patreon who uh, hinted at this suggestion. So thank you, Alex, for, you know, feeding us with some ideas here. And let's jump right into it. Billy, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, you can go ahead. I'll go ahead. All right. So I'm going to go with the one of the obvious things for New York City skaters that a lot of other people don't really notice it, um, which is skating spot to spot. And this is something that is more unique to just major cities in general. But New York City, for the most part, especially like when we were growing up, it was huge to skate from spot to spot. You would like take a bus or a train somewhere. And then that was it. Like that's you're done for the day. That that's it. Like no more no more wheels for you except for what's on your skates. You skate from spot to spot. We used to skate from uptown all the way downtown. Like I don't know how many miles that is. Like ten miles or something like that. And stopping by street spots on the way, finding new spots here and there. It's something that most people don't really think about. And then they visit New York. If you're from I don't know anywhere else in the world or California or more rural areas, you're not used to it. And then you get to the second spot and you're like exhausted and you don't realize that when you have plans and aspirations to come to New York to skate, you're like, oh, I'm just going to skate and have fun at these epic spots. And then first day, like second spot, you're like, damn, my <laughs> legs hurt. Where did all the urethane in my wheels go? So that yeah. is that is something it's it's portrayed in a lot of New York videos, too. But you really don't like get the sense of it until you go for yourself and do like a, a midtown or downtown type of session and actually skate before you know it. You're like 10 miles deep while skating spot to spot and filming, getting clips. So it's a really enduring um, aspect of New York City. Yeah, you know, um, I, I would say like the difference between that is like people who maybe grew up in more of like a suburban place versus like people who grew up in yeah. more of a city. I think in America generally, like that's not uh, how most people go like skating spot to spot. Some people might like, you know, go into the city and skate uh, locally. But I think like you said, the distances covered mm -hmm. are like, pretty unique to New York. But you know, when I was in Barcelona, they were doing like the exact same thing. Barcelona, so I think that similar. happens yeah. when I was in like, uh, I was also in Moscow and they were just skating everywhere, like spot to spot to spot. So um, we just actually had like a few of like the, like the whole mes Mesmer team in New York for the BPSO. And I was like, okay, we're going to try to get stuff done. Like we got to like skate to a lot of spots. Like, and I was like 
you know, worried about that because you know how it is like, you know, yeah. skating, like you'll skate all like, here, skate. It's like different to some people, but, um, it's, it's, it's really interesting, man. Like, yeah, we used to skate everywhere. We used to start, like you were talking about at Riverside skate park on 108th street. We used to meet there. This is like, I'm so old. This is like before <laughs> cell phones, right? We used to just go yeah. right after high school, go straight to the skate park, like on Wednesday and you knew people would be there skate, skate, skate at the skate park and skate downtown, skate monument on like 89th street, skate down to Martin Luther King on uh, 61st street. And then we'd end up skating all the way down, like through Midtown, all the way through downtown and end up like at Battery Park at the bottom of uh, Manhattan, like skating like all the way down, hitting spots all the way down. And then everyone would just go home. It was just like this marathon yeah. of like skating around and hitting spots. So yeah, it's a, that's, that's a bit of a unique thing. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like what you said about that, because especially when you're younger, you're not conscious of like the distance that you're actually covering. So we would skate all day. And if we did have a tracker on us back then, we would have easily been skating 10, 15 miles a day, not even noticing it. And um, it's hard on your body. It's hard on your wheels, too. I remember going through wheels like crazy back in the day, just chunking wheels nonstop, oh wearing them down, Bro, riding, riding wheels like tiny little we're wheels. Skating on course. Yeah, pretty we're skating much. Skating on course. Like, okay, so... When you're like a kid, just when you're a kid, you don't have any money ever. Like yeah. you're just like a little kid. And <laughs> At no least money. we did so, it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no money. So you would like skate everywhere instead of like take the bus. Like obviously like when you got to high school and you got like the student pass, like yeah, yeah. you're like, okay, cool. We can get her. But before that, like you're skating around, like wherever you can go, your wheels are literally like uh, diagonal and cord <laughs> because you're just skating everywhere and you're like, you're not on top of rotating them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was like such a common thing, just like skating spot to spot. I remember like sometimes you'd be so tired, you'd be like, man, I might like try to hop on the train back. But mm -hmm. dude, we used to go such crazy distances. Like, um, I don't know if like, you know, the New York skaters would know this geography, but most wouldn't like um, we would like skate. I, I would skate in Sunset Park a lot as a kid with like the Sunset Park kids. Like so like around like 45th Street in Brooklyn, like in between Bay Ridge and Park Slope, like this neighborhood. So we'd skate there, skate there. And we were like, oh, let's skate to the city we skated <laughs> that's over, so like, crazy yeah. we skated all the way down to i think the manhattan bridge skated over the manhattan bridge skated like all the way up went to riverside <laughs> skip skate park and then skated like back all the way down like kind of how i was just telling you and that this is was, like a group of like it's like 15 of us it wasn't yeah. just like we were all just like crazy kids with like all the energy in the world but it was uh i think that was a big part of it it wasn't like so much like the, the the tricks, like the whole time, it was like the in-between, like skating, like being like kind of wild kids and like hopping on like the curb and hitting hitting like off a curb, like a 180 or something. Yeah, yeah. Skitching, skitching on a car, but we, we can get into that. But um, yeah, that's that was all kind of part of it. I just looked it up. Um, Sunset Park to Riverside Park is 11.7 miles one way. So I was pretty accurate okay. in the 10 to 15 mile range of stuff that we used to skate back in the day without even noticing. So, dude, we were crazy. Okay. Yeah. All like skating was, you know, skating was everything. You're in New York. Um, you're all kids. So nobody has money mm -hmm. and you're just, I don't know. It's all about like, especially back then it was like this whole, like, we weren't like filming, like not everyone had a camera. Like we we're like, it was just like about like getting your name out there or doing mm -hmm. something that someone, something thought was sick, just like based around like the other NYC cultures, like, you know, kind of like graffiti or whatever, these things that like respect based mm -hmm. kind of subcultures. But, uh, 
yeah, dude, we would just, we had all the energy in the world. We would skate from the early morning to like, to the late night mm-hmm. and just like all day. That's, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about. Like I used to go, used to leave the house without sneakers, just the skates on yeah. <laughs> and come back. Dude, my feet were like wet and wrinkled and blistered. Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then we'd wake up and do it again the next day, the next morning. Same thing, not even caring. And the liners were so bad back in the day. <laughs> yeah, they were like paper bags. <laughs> oh my God, they were so bad. Like the skates were so bad. They just like, everyone's feet hurt always. Yeah. Like the, the but no idea one cared. of comfort. Yeah, I think, I think comfort kind of started coming around with like maybe like some of the later oxygens, but like. Bro, those like early lightnings, those er- like they just, yeah. they just hurt. They they weren't great. Yeah, and no one cared. Yeah, no, one cared. No, no one cared at all. It was, it's funny to think about that now. I, we're older, we're wiser, we have more experience now. So it's like tough to to do that now. I, I like a good you know downtown session where you skate around, but still nowadays it's not like a 12, 13, 14 hour endeavor. It's like you know half a day or something like that. You cover yeah. much less ground. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel, I feel like we went in the past a little bit, but no, you can confine yeah. it to an area, which is like what we were kind of trying to do on this recent trip. We're just like, mm-hmm. okay, there's these spots here. We can just go, we can like take the train here and then like skate around locally, which is yeah. like kind of like the cooler way to do it. But yeah, that's still like, um, a big part of it. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah. For, pe- for people who visit, like that's what you do when you come to New York, like you can't really come to New York and, expect to drive around spot to spot. It's extremely rare that we do that. I mean, certain boroughs, you can do that, but everybody wants to go to the city. They want to go to Manhattan. They want to skate, you know, the classic spots. They want to have the experience of moving around. And and that's what a lot of people don't expect when they come to New York. So I know other cities do this as well. New York is a huge place. And like you said, we have done it crazy distances in the past. Some cities might not even be big enough to even cover that, that amount of ground, you know? So I think that's still pretty unique to New York skating. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, but, but like I was just saying, like, um, when we, when I was with Mark in Barcelona, like the last time we were there, we were out in Madrid and he took us on this, like, we must've skated like six miles, like in Mm -hmm. this like whole day, like Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, which is pretty, pretty long. Like, you know, we're like doing like six, like going down, hitting spots. Okay. Going down, hitting other ones. And, um, so that's why when we had this mesmer thing in New York, I was like worried for people, but not Mark. Cause I like, I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, Mark, Mark got this. Like, you know, because I know like Mark's used to this, but mm-hmm. um, anyway, anyone was cool, but it's just, they do have that in some other places. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so they're, they're doing that there, but um, yeah. I remember the, the it, first time I actually went to uh, California to skate. I was like, I packed like an extra set of wheels, set of bearings, you know, cause I didn't want to like be traveling filming for something and I, I, my, I, my wheels explode or whatever. And then like, I remember going and being like, oh, this is easy. You guys just driving around everywhere, spot to spot. This is like luxurious. You know, I don't need extra set of wheels anymore. No, that was nice. Like my, my, my first experience with that was like skating in uh, Atlanta when I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And I was like staying with like Kevin Dowling. Yeah, just like going, pulling up to the spot. I was like, ooh, this is <laughs> nice. Yeah, VIP service right here. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like there's something like with the energy of skating to the spot that gets your like your blood going when you get mm-hmm. to the spot. Like you're, you're good. Uh, yeah, you're kind of warmed up. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. Like, what, what about sketching? Did sketching like did that start in New York or is that like? I mean, I'm sure people thought of that elsewhere, but it just like randomly grabbing on on cabs and I think that must be like. I, I mean, obviously skateboarding, right? Because it was they're like been around longer. 
I, I, yeah, I don't know what sport or anything did it first. I feel like that is more of a New York thing because even to this day, you barely see people sketching in other cities. I could be wrong, but I feel like even other smaller cities throughout the country or world, I barely see anybody sketching. It's probably not as yeah. common now as it was back in like the 2000s or 90s, but that was another way to get around the city for sure. Like those big uphills uptown, like you just yeah. catch a cab or a bus or something like that and you're gone. It's like, it's like shoots and ladders. Like you hit like the shoot and you just fucking fly across, you know, it's like a cheat code. But I think so that dangerous. is, I, I would say so, that's a New so, York thing. It's so dangerous though. It not is. Not a good thing to do. For those who don't know, sketching is uh, holding on to like the back of a car with your skates and yeah. going along. I'm sure everyone knows what it is, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like not even just for like you can get hurt, like you can like something could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you got to be careful. You can hit a rock, like something yeah. like that. You're sketching onto in the middle of traffic. Here at Jump Street, we do not condone sketching, <laughs> but uh, we do what did you it all do. the time. Yeah, we did it all the time back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know. We got we got arrested for it, man. Yeah. Like, we, and one time we were, we we were sketching because it was all fun and games. We were like sketching around, always like being like crazy, like just like oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And one time we're just like sketching, for some reason, uh, like on the way to a downhill. So we didn't really even need to do it. We we're like just doing it. <laughs> just cause, yeah. We were wild and yeah, the cops like you know pulled us over and ran our IDs and took us in, took us into the precinct, man. Mm-hmm. So from there. I don't want to get in trouble, but that's why we don't condone sketching. But yeah, that's a, that's a big part of like New York City culture, especially when it comes to like skating around the spots and stuff like that. Yeah, I uh, your camera froze, Billy. I don't. Does it, it show that? Like it does, does it show that on your end too, or no? Yeah, it does. All right. Well, let's see. Hopefully, it catches up. I still hear you loud and clear. It's fine. So yeah, but it doesn't. It's not a flattering look, though. <laughs> you should have posed if you if your thing was gonna freeze. Um, well, hopefully, that's not good. Hopefully, it clears out. If not, maybe exit and rejoin but let's give it a few more minutes because uh i i have a story of when i was a kid you don't care that my face looks like that right now (laughs) oh you you if you want leave and come back i just i feel like it might just fix itself on its own because it usually does if this happens but it this is like a record for how long it takes to fix itself you're frozen to me now too am i let us know in the the live chat who's frozen I, i i would love to see like the funniest frozen faces of both of us on here right now like tongue sticking out or something i don't know um, let's see. Hopefully this, this clears itself out, out, but, um, audio listeners, we're sorry. There's no interference on your end, hopefully. But, um, I remember when I was younger, I, I was, uh, my dad used to always love telling this story, uh, cause you know, we used to sketch, like I said, all the time. And my dad used to tell the story was like, I was just driving. I don't know where he was going. He was driving around the neighborhood. And then he just like, do, 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 do. And he looks and he sees me at like age 10 or something like that, like sketching on the side of a bus, not even like a car, like a full on bus. And I was just like flying down the street, like, yeah, with my friends, like thought it was like the funnest thing ever. And um, yeah, then he he saw me, like I made eye contact with him, like side by side in the car, like it was like grease lightning. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, shit, I'm screwed. And then, yeah, he's like, pull up, get, get off, get off, pull over. And like, he got me in the car and he I got punished and uh, he took my skates away for for a while that's how my parents used to punish me back in the day they used to take my skates away from me so my Damn. dad used to love telling that story because he was like you little hoodlum like i thought you were like doing like the most innocent thing ever like rolling around a parking lot or something probably and then he looks and his kids like 30 miles an hour on the back of a bus you know but that was that was life back then um you're still frozen by the way everyone's saying it's just you that's frozen do you want to can you hear me we hear you fine do you want to leave and come back though 
I'm okay. I'm gonna try to leave um, my my computer. No, the computer okay, so we'll keep the audio going in the meantime. Then <laughs> we, we, we need more Patreon so I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Patreons, help me! No, I'm just kidding. At, at least there's a picture of your face, though, so we know you're still here. You're still here. Oh, it's perfect. Thank God. <laughs> but um, when was the last time you sketched, Billy? Because I feel like as adults we I don't mean, really I do as much. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could talk about sketching for a second. While I, try to figure this out. <laughs> I can ramble on too if you want, but it's been a, a minute already. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> hang on one second. But yeah, I, I, um, okay. So yeah, sketching, man. <laughs> did you just uh, did you just mute the mic, scream, and then unmute it again? <laughs> no, I didn't scream. I just asked my wife if she could help me shut down this. I didn't scream. I just pictured you like frustrated as hell right now, and no, you're like, "Hold on a second, you muted it," and we're like, ah! and "No, just, no, no, it's too early for that energy. That energy is yeah I behind agree. me." I agree. Um, Thank you for joining the Jump Street Comedy Show, by the way. Everybody's yeah, tuning in live. I can't get away from this computer. I'm pressing escape and all these buttons, and nothing's working. But and, oh, power down. Okay, I'm just gonna power down and restart, Austin. So okay. you tell me about it. Do you have any cool sketching stories, Austin? I, I, I'll talk a little Now's more. I'll talk a little more while you figure this this out. Okay, you get no. Do you have any cool stories? Let's let's hear one. I I just told one, but I got I got more. Don't worry. Um. Well, are you gonna stay on or are you going? I think I think we officially lost Billy. Let me um switch to just me. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. This is Jump Street. This is real life right here. Shit happens when we're live. Oh, Billy's back. Hang on a second. Um, this is hilarious. We've had problems before, but this is like the funniest one so far. Um, Billy, you there? You hear me? <laughs> All right, Billy, you got to like reset the computer then or something and come back. Sorry about that, everybody. But um, let me know if you're like from another city or something like that. If you have sketched before, because I literally can't think of anybody else. Oh, except for like the Bay Area. I know they sketch up there. Um, ESG has clips of him sketching on like the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff like that, which is really cool. I know they sketched for um, like in Hit It Wet when it was the pandemic and no one else was on the Golden Gate Bridge. That was awesome. Uh, shout out to the Hit It Wet boys because that was a, a sick video. I actually just looked at the book the other day, too. I got that at the Blading Cup last year uh, by ESG. But um, I actually haven't sketched in a long time because it was like a thing that we did as a kid. Like We were like little hoodlums, like just super hyped on just skating, being happy, just running amok in the city. So we would like sketch on every single cab that we saw, every car, every bus, um, and, and just let it rip. It's way easier now with bigger wheels. Uh, which I wish we had the big wheels back then because if you have like little tiny pebbles on your skates, you hit a little crack, you're going flying. You had to really hold on to the, the car or the bus with like all your might, like really strong. But um, I haven't sketched in a long time. And it's funny because I did um, a roller skating commercial for like the VMAs recently. And one of the questions was like, do you want to sketch? Billy, you're back. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. <laughs> Am I back? You're back. Am I back? Okay. You're good. Tell me. Okay. So, what was your monologue about? I want to know. Well, I was just talking about. Um, I was asking people if they sketch in other cities, and I remember like ESG sketches big in like in the Bay Area, and like they sketch on like the the Golden Gate Bridge and hit it wet and stuff like that. Um, so I have seen it in other cities like that. I haven't. I can't really think of many other cities where people have 
have like footage or photos of them sketch, uh, sketching like it was a big thing in, in Manhattan. Like it was a huge thing to see a picture back in the day of somebody sketching a yellow taxi cab, you know, or like tether like two, three guys. Oh, actually, Nigeria. They sketch in Nigeria too. Streets of Lagos. Oh, they're they're sketching all over the place. They, they got the craziest sketching out there, actually. Yeah, they sketch backwards with like one toe. Yeah. <laughs> on the thing. Like, uh, yeah. Um, and there's always like the sketch to tricks as well, right? Like people like to get speed, sketching yeah. to tricks, like Pat Lennon and a lot yeah. of those SF guys like into tricks. So that's not organic yeah. though. That's like that's like for work. That's like to do a trick, you know. Yeah. I feel like, but there's I think it's Fiji five maybe. There's a clip of Joe Dentro sketching to that bump in Queens. I don't know what the spot's yeah, called, yeah. but that was sick because that's like a natural clip of someone just like waiting for a car to come. Traffic, you grab the the car and then you just launch off this bank into like over the sidewalk into the street that was awesome yeah he actually i skated that spot with him like we were out there like he took me to that spot and he's like yeah you gotta you gotta get to the bump but it takes a lot of speed you gotta grab a car it's like part of it <laughs> yeah like, you can't do that without grabbing a car and that's it's so an sick. exit it's an exit from like an off-ramp uh, from like a freeway and like the, the bump's oh. pretty steep so uh yeah he's like bro grab on a car i was like what it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy but yeah, that's Joe. Um, that's Joe for you. Yeah, it's a good spot. That's actually a really good spot. Low key, good little spot. We got to do it and launch over like a car or something like that. That's that's really cool. That's something. like that's like organic sketching though, compared to like just bringing like a, a moped somewhere and like you know like I gotta I need the speed for whatever this gap is or something like that. Um, I guess you don't see that too much nowadays anyway because people aren't sending themselves over huge gaps and sets of stairs like they were back in the day. It's not as common of a thing. Uh, yeah. So there is that ski sketch to the double set, the twelve flat twelve. He told that story on the show. They yeah, he had he, to. illegally drove the Volvo into the the school campus to sketch him to a twelve flat twelve. Yeah, there, there there are some of those things we just have to. But like you said, it's like it's it's different in like uh, how it's like how it's done. I think it's um, transportation. Uh, uh, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing you don't have to engage in, but it's a thing that's like people do and has been a part of it for a while. And yeah, like you said, just even like the mode of transportation, like. There's sketching and there's like skating around like, you know, tens of miles, like hitting spots on the way. And there's like the trains, like, you know, like when we were kids, we used to like go to the train, like 30 of us and everyone would like hop over the train. It was like going over and under, mm -hmm. like yeah, going yeah. to the train station over the turnstile. Um, and they'd be screaming, pay your fare. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's another like thing that's kind of. I, I see a lot of these things. I think it's it's unique to New York in the states, but I don't think it's like unique uh, worldwide because I you know again in like Barcelona like taking the taking the train everywhere getting around like yeah there's definitely uh, other European cities and yeah. in Japan we did the same thing too we took trains everywhere. Uh, overall though, I think most people don't do these types of things. It, it is um, I think unusual for a lot of people to just go into a city for the first time and be like oh what is this card i have to buy to swipe to get me on this train how much does this cost where do i like figure it out on the map of where to go and um i like how you mentioned before the student pass because a lot of people probably don't know this outside of new york also but like when you're a kid in school you don't after a certain age you don't take like the yellow cheese bus to school every day you take they give you like a metro car like a bus or a train pass and you take the bus or a train like any other commuter to school like you're whatever 13 14 years old on the train or bus going no, to school they, they they give it to you in intermediate school. It depends where you are, I think, in intermediate school. But um, I think I lived personally closer to the school, so I had the regular cheese bus. But you can't get the option. So yeah, if you're like 11 years old, what is it? What is sixth grade? Yeah. 
10, yeah, 11 six years old. Minutes, like t- 10 or 11. Yeah. So they, they give, give you, you they, they give you a student pass. Yeah. So it's free. And then it's good for like uh, two swipes a day. I think Basically, it was three like, swipes a day. Three? Cause Is I used to school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was one to get there, one to go back and like an extra one, I guess, in case you fucked up or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. I remember that okay. extra, the extra swipe came in handy because you used to be able to leave school if you wanted to skate afterwards get to where you were going and then have that extra swipe to get back home. So it was like, you didn't have to pay the dollar 50 or $2, whatever it was at the time. So that was clutch. When you got that, that was like your ticket out of this joint. Like when you had the student Metro card. Yeah. The the good thing was I was like two blocks away from the intermediate school I went to. And then I was like two blocks from the high school I went to and I had to pass anyway. Yeah. And then when I, I changed high schools and I would just like hop on the, the train, which was free. And then I would just like have the swipe to go work. So I would always like take it into like the city, go whatever, go into like skate, like Brooklyn. And, you know, cause the bus would go to Brooklyn, like right from there and just like, whoop, yeah. hop on. Sick. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, I think I, I should have done that to like apply for an intermediate school, but high school, it was so clutch having that, that gave you the opportunity. Like we were still sketching at everything too, just cause you're like a teenager. Like it's just fun to do yeah. this shit, but mm. being able to have like a free way to get to the other side of the city when two dollars is like a huge deal back then so it was it was super cool having that it kind of like unlocked a new part of like the city that you could go skate because then we were going to like flushing where you couldn't really you know skate to it was so far in queens and stuff like that or different parts of brooklyn even staten island too it's like it opens up like a whole new world and i think i've said this on the show too i was always curious how people in rural areas how they get around to skate street or just skate in general like if you're under 17, 16, however old you need to have a driver's license. If your mom or dad didn't drop you off at like the skate spot, how did you get anywhere? Like things are more spread out in rural areas. Yeah. Like you got to skate probably really far. Like, I don't know if that's what people did. A lot of places don't have public transportation. Like, no, I, I, th- I think that, I, I think that's like a important thing that, that I, that I realized, um, you know, when I was meeting people like outside, uh, New York, um, and like not in the city mainly, like you kind of like, a lot of people who continue to skate have like supportive parents that were like able to like take yeah. them to the skate park, <clears throat> drop them off. And like, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the kids in the city, if they just got a pair of skates, they were, that's kind of all the support they needed Yeah, because they didn't, they could just go out and like find people who were skating, go to the parks, go do your own thing. So, mm-hmm. or um, skate spots were just closer to you in general. Cause it is a city. Like you could literally, go to yeah. around the corner and find a, a street spot of some sort of curb or stairs or rail or whatever it is. But again, I think, I think these same things like easily could have like, ha- like happened in, in like Philly, Boston, like Chicago, like, yeah, those even, areas. like SF or LA, some parts as well. Like, you know, but, um, so it's, it, th- there are some like similarities there, but, um, just like the, how vast the train system is, and, like how far you can get, mm-hmm. take you to like so many different, like you could, and back in the day, it was like a dollar fifty to swipe on the train, which was yeah. free for us because we had like the student pass. It's like three dollars now, or so two seventy five, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you can go from like Staten Island to the Bronx for like a swipe. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there in like an hour and change. You go to like you know the Bronx to Coney Island in Brooklyn, like just like so far away for like a dollar fifty, or if you're a student for free. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we were just like skating everywhere, like all over. And that was like the thing about skating. It was like um you know normally you'd be confined like most new york city is like a 
a, a, a compilation of like a bunch of different bubbles. Like these bubbles are like little neighborhoods and people kind of stay in their neighborhoods and everyone goes to like the city maybe for like whatever thing here and there, but generally like they stay, which the city's like Manhattan, but everyone like kind of stays in their bits and blading was like the thing that like took you out to go to John Bowen high school in flushing yeah. for what reason, like what reason would you have to go there if not to like skate these, these kind of like, uh, oh, it's a perfect rail. It's a perfect mm -hmm. down rail with another rail right after it. And, you know, you end up like meeting at like a young age, like kids from like all over the city. Like yeah. you go back to like your neighborhood or wherever you're from and everyone's kind of has the neighborhood accent because everyone in each mm -hmm. part of the city has a different <laughs> accent and a different. Um, but like you're kind of going out and like you're skating with kids from like Queens, Harlem, like the Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Long Island, mm -hmm. Jersey. And um that's kind of like another, uh, I think, unique thing about it. Because even though like you're skating with people in in different areas, in different locales, like in other places in the country, I just think like the the difference in culture, um, it with like in relation to the proximity of of how New York is, can be so like uh, just a big difference, you know, mm -hmm. um, from one to the other. So we were getting like this completely different kind of education as well, like growing up, like yeah. Uh, like basically before being like a teenager, like skating, like, like you know, preteen, like adolescent, 11, 12, 13, just skating like all over the five boroughs and mm -hmm. like in a different time in, mm -hmm. in New York as well. So yeah, like interesting. you grew up in a completely different area than like Bashi grew up, but you two were like best friends 100%. because you met yeah. your skating. Where, where else would you have met, you know, Bashi like, or someone like Bashi, you know, somebody from no, South I mean, Shore, Staten Island from Harlem, you know? Yeah, it was like the, the thing that was crazy was like. So we were like all really good friends. It was like Mike Johnson, Dustin Hollerin, if anyone knows, <laughs> and uh, Bashi Pope, you better and, know, and myself, <laughs> and you know the a bunch of other guys too. But like the four of us, like just take that right there. We were like, yeah, uh, so really good out. friends at this age. And Dustin was from Merrick, Long Island, mm -hmm. you know, and he used to basically like come into the city on the train like every day until he was like living in the city. He was like staying at like Harold and Ron Hunter's place on uh in Lower East Side, like when he, from when he was like 18. But yeah, Babashi was in Harlem. Mike was in the Bronx. I was in Staten Island. Uh, and we all just, by the time we were like 15 or 16, we we're like really close, but like we'd been skating with each other for like so long at that time. So it's like, you kind of grow up with these people, but you're from such different parts of the city, which is like, that's another thing about like the, infrastructure of like the train system and like the incentive to like go out and like discover other areas to skate in the city you're like running into all these different groups of people and it just becomes like um yeah just like you start you know uh getting closer to people based on like the skating or like pushing each other or like the battle aspect like murder and i used to always like mm -hmm. be competitive with one another like and that kind of like helped make the friendship. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting, like that interaction process. I'm not sure if like every every area kind of gets that. Yeah, no, it's uh, whether other people do get it or not in other places, which I'm sure anybody from a major city would get that. Um, it's definitely like more. Uh, it's more diverse in New York, I think, than, than most other places. Uh, I, I was thinking about it right now where you were saying, how did Dustin used to get? to the city every time he skated there's no way he he definitely hopped on like the lirr to get to new york because that's like uh, a that's okay, like a so 10 15 train right there no it was back in the day it was 575 each way 
That's a lot. This is back in the day. But no, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it was like a 30 minute ride. So what like a lot of us would do back in the day, you kind of try to because like, we used to go out there too because mm-hmm. they had like a skate park out in like Copeg, uh, Long Island called 516. Mm-hmm. So we used to like in the winter, it was like the only indoor skate park in the city. We used to like all go out there. But people without the 575 or without the money would just go into like the it's not like an, a regular subway. It's like a kind of commuter sub like yeah. train. So you just like get into the uh, the bathroom. You know, we, like <laughs> you just like get in the train. You go in the bathroom. You lock it. <laughs> I'm actually hearing I'm actually hearing Dustin's voice as he's telling me this. But he'd be he he he'd be in there in the bathroom. But sometimes we'd be in there like if we were going up there. We're like four people in the bathroom. Just like, just being like <laughs> and then the, the conductor wouldn't be stupid. He would know what's up. He would knock on the door, bang, bang, bang. And Dustin would be like, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the conductor is like, what are you going to say? You can't really yeah, say yeah. anything. And then you just go away. And the then, yeah. And then you just, just st- don't unlock the door and stay in there. And then you'd get in the, get in the city. It was all, we were all kinds of stupid stuff like that back in the day. Yeah, I, I remember taking the LIR like once or maybe twice back in the day when I was younger too. And I think we would just stay at like the front or the back of the train so that we would have time if we saw somebody coming to check tickets, like to see if you had a ticket or not. And then we would just hope they'd not come to us and just by the time that we were at the next stop, the person checking tickets was like halfway through the car. And we would just jump out and go to like a different car or something like that, you know? Yeah, there, there would be things like that too. And like back in the day, like the... uh like the Staten Island train, it used to be like you used to have to pay like at every stop for the Staten Island train. Now you just pay like they just have turnstiles on a couple of stops and some oh, stops yeah. are mm-hmm. actually free. But they had someone going along. And I remember if we'd take the train for like two stops, we would just like go on the train and be like this. <laughs> <laughs> like just pretend, you pretend, to be, pretend to be asleep. And they were just like, yo, 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 just, <laughs> just, don't, just don't even move. And I mean, sometimes they would push and sometimes they would just like walk away. You know? <laughs> so stupid. We were such dumb kids. It was ridiculous. That's but. the best part, though. That's the best part about it. The way like we used to like weasel in and out of different situations just to get just to go skating, you know? Yeah. And uh, no, totally. Yeah. I, I, like along the lines of the train and shit back in the day, because before smartphones and technology and GPS and all this stuff, we would just be like, all right. Everybody, we're going to meet at this spot, uh, Battery Park, whatever, be on like, if you want to like meet up with everybody, be on like this train at this time, be on like yeah. the second car, the third car or something like that, like try to be there. And I remember like there would be times where you're running late or someone else run late and you would just be like waiting for the train or waiting for the bus. And you're like, I hope my friends are on this this train or bus right now. <laughs> like you would get on sometimes and there'd be nobody on it. Like, shit, I'm the only one who caught this on time or, or I just missed it and no one else is there. And you're like hoping that you travel all the way to the skate spot hoping that your friends are there and if not they might be at the next spot and you'd be like shit where would they have gone like and then you Mm -hmm. skate around to every skate spot in the area to like try to find everybody and it usually works where you find somebody um after skating around for a while but i remember being on that hunt a few times trying to find out where all your friends are skating and literally just you're just lost in the area just skating around nope they're not at this spot skate to the next spot nope they're not here it's not as easy as like a text message like yo where are you heading now mm-hmm. no I, I remember we were like uh things like that we were skating like malali's back in the day which is in the bronx like 166th or something like that like by yankee stadium 
and we met like some i forgot who it, it might have been dustin but it was like some really like good skaters like in the city and uh they had like a car and we were like skating like me and like a couple of my friends from staten island and uh they were like yo we're gonna go to john bound we're driving there we're like what you're going to john bound how do you get there <laughs> i'm like yeah you could take the train to 42nd take the seven to main street and then take the q44 bus up to like john bound and we're like okay like no phones no map we're just like looking on like the subway map yeah. and it's like an hour and a half trip and we're just going there like hoping that they're still there like oh i hope they're, hope they're there yeah and then yeah it's uh it's funny those kind of things yeah but the thing about new york also which i think this is more rare in other places than new york but like you could show up to a spot and there's like another group of skaters already skating there that you would have no idea you might not even know them you just wouldn't expect other people to be there just because so many people do skate in the city so many people, you know, do the same thing, just mob around different areas. Everyone has their own little oh, crew. And you could just like run into accidentally run into like 10, 15 other skaters from another borough, not even know that. And you're all just sessioning together. Like, I feel like you rarely do that in other places. Bro, it happened all the time. Okay, so speaking of John Bound, we used to be like on the bus passing John Bound. So like the stop to get off. At John Bond is like those two famous rails in Queens that were in like VG6 and a bunch of older videos. VG16. Um, yeah, like Mike Johnson and Dustin like skating like the, you yeah, know, like it's in of, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But, but it's okay. So John Bond, um, when you're taking the bus past like the, you pass, you could see the spot because like the school's in front and it's like a little into the school, like when uh, the building ends. So you pass the building and like you could see the spot and then like you press the stop on the bus, you get off and you walk back to it. We used to be on that bus sometimes and we'd be like, oh, I wonder if anyone's there. And we'd look in and there'd be like 40 people there. And we'd be like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And just like get off the bus and be like, yo, this is crazy. Like your blood's all pumping and like you're getting stoked. Dude, there were times we were skating downtown. Uh, man, when we were like, I guess grommets, you would call us. But we were like 11, 12. And we'd run into a, a crew of like these rippers from New York. All these guys like you don't even know like uh, – duke lou and like um there's uh this kid Ilya who is like eons above everyone so many good skaters but uh we'd run into them there'd be like 40 of them at a spot and be like yo let's let's go skate with these kids mm -hmm. and they'd be like yo you guys can't skate with us yo like we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting kicked out of spots stuff and right you guys oh, gotta yeah, go yeah. so they used to like kick people out of like sessions there were so many people just randomly yeah that's what sucked but uh yeah I, and um Another thing I wanted to mention real quick, just before we got off the completely off like the trains and traveling topic, um, there were just certain areas back in the day in like the like the nineties that like we didn't go to that like you kind of knew to stay away from. I don't mm -hmm. know, like Bed Stuy and like Brownsville was like a different different place back then area back in the day, so it wasn't like super friendly to like having people skate if you weren't from the neighborhood to go there and stuff like that if you didn't know anybody like you wouldn't want to really go yeah um but because of like everything that's changed in the city um it's been sick because it opens up so many more spots so there's these spots yeah. <laughs> that have been there for like ever like they've been there forever mm -hmm. but like we've ne we never went to them because we we're like we're staying on like <laughs> in these areas and this side of the city we yeah. used to go to some sketchy areas too but like those are like it's Only if you like knew somebody from the area you would go to. 
Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to even put it in like perspective now because like you could you can go to best time and be like, oh, I see what. The, but it's it was completely different. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was like much much more like a, of a hostile place like at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so just like that dynamic was also like a big part of skating back in that era. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you weren't from certain neighborhoods, you like stayed out of them. Yeah. You know? I remember like yeah. in Brooklyn skating around and like passing through like Crown Heights and stuff and you would just skate like extra fast through the streets. Like you didn't want to stop like for anybody. And I remember also being, um, going to the Bronx for like some sort of video premiere or something like that. And I hit up um, Mike Johnson and I, I, I told him I was going, I think he was living in California or like Philly or something like that. And I was like, we're going to this area like, is it all right? Like whatever. And he goes, nothing in the Bronx is safe or something like that. He just told me straight up. He's like, watch out. And then I remember talking like Ray Mendez. I'm like, I think I'm lost. Which way do I go? This way, that way. And I'm like, he's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm walking towards the police station. He goes, oh no, don't walk towards the police station. Get as far away from the police station as possible. And those, those like the areas where like, it took me forever to even end up there. Cause you're right. Like we never went there back in the day. You wouldn't just venture off in, in certain areas, but now a lot of it's much safer now. And I guess that's why all these spots are popping up that aren't even necessarily new. They're just new to us. More skating. accessible. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of counterintuitive. Go away from the police station. If you're in like I didn't get that either. Here. Ray, if you're watching this yeah. right now, let me know. Cause I, I, this was like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago or something, but he was like, no, stay away from the police station. Go as far away. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, go into the those big project buildings. Go yeah. that way. Trust me. Just listen to what I'm saying to you. Um, I remember Mike yeah, was like, no, no, like the, just roll the, Bronx, it. the Bronx has always been the Bronx and hopefully will always be the Bronx. I love the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's even that area's changed a bit, but it's always still the Bronx. Yeah. Shout out to the Bronx. <laughs> Shout out South Boogie. Um, um, yeah, what, we, I mean, we had a few other things that were, yeah, what, what, what I was going to mention real quick too, um, was, um, I think we're, we're talking about a lot of older stuff in New York, but like, I think this is like a good thing to contrast and compare. Um, I was talking about this. I just did like a little thing with JP when I was in New York quickly, we made like a little 60 second thing for Instagram, just skating around. I was talking about like how many distractions yeah. there could be in the yeah. city and, uh, I feel like the city's like way more, especially Manhattan, especially in the summer, it's like way packed and filled with people. It's kind of hard to skate spots because the foot traffic. Tourism is way at, higher now than it was when we started right, skating. I, way higher. I was I was looking at footage from us like skating Times Square on a Saturday. That rail, from right? Like, yeah, from like 97 or 98. Like yeah. we're skating like on 42nd Street on Broadway, like 42nd Street and Broadway right there, Times Square. And on Saturday, and like, because that's when we were go to the city, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, like, and that's when like, dude, there was like no one there, like tons of landing. Like now now you would need like a whole crew to like clear your landing and stuff like that. But I found that like a lot uh, lately in the city, especially in the summer, it's just, you're trying to skate a spot. And there's always been like the distraction of, especially when we'd skate in like other neighborhoods or like in the hood, sometimes they'd be like, screaming at you yo yo at so the, the windows at the windows yeah, too like they scream yeah. at you if you're in the project skating there's people like literally yeah. out the windows screaming at you or like laughing if you fall or whatever it is and you'd be yeah, like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 there's always or, or or worse you know throw bottles down but that but, yeah. but that's a different thing i didn't want to go um, i didn't want to go there but yeah that yeah, happens I went, sometimes I too <laughs> um yeah i but, took it there <laughs> yeah but uh 
I found like the the just like the amount of people in the city like add a different dynamic to you trying to like if you're out like oh I'm trying to film this tr trick I'm trying to get that like it's there's so many other elements now involved than just the trick hmm. you're you're like having to wait for either the light to change or people to get out of the way or someone to not be walking down or then if you're doing it people will like stand and like watch what you're doing and like it, which I don't know, maybe some people uh, adapt better in those environments. But for me, sometimes I'm like, that's just, so there's like that element to New York, too, which I think is, again, not like specific to New York and probably specific to like city environments, but um, just my experience there. What do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely get flustered with that, too. Like, uh, it's it's tough when you're trying to film something, you're already like, you know, stressed out on like trying to get this trick, whatever, then you have to wait for the timing it might take you two three times as long to get a trick because you have to wait for the light to change every time to cross the street or whatever or you're skating and then somebody sits on the ledge that you're skating or like sits on the rail in front of you and you're like oh come on you you kidding me like you see me skating this you know so that happens it, a lot it happens all the time and you're right it has gotten worse uh i guess since i've been constantly going to the city every year i kind of gradually seen it but i have noticed that and especially that video that that our buddy dave park posted on instagram of you skating Times square i was like damn, there's no way you could skate that rail today. You would just land in like a mosh pit of people. So yeah, it has and, changed. And I, I feel like even the the tourist element is like a bit of a like. Yeah. Like they're like kind of just Clueless like. almost. Not, they're not really like uh, anticipating like someone coming flying down the street, like maybe like a native a New York Cityer might. Like, yeah. you know, like kind of just watching like what's happening around. Like, um, so there's like a lot of people and like, they, they might not be, uh, tuned in to like what had like uh, the, the pace of movement in the city that mm -hmm. I think we were used to yeah. at a certain point, in our yep. life. but it's always changing. That's the thing about, you know, um, New York city specifically, it's just like so fastly evolving and adapting and changing. And, uh, it's always some, every 10 years, it's like a different place. Yeah. One of the, one of the unwritten rules of New York is like, you don't stop on the sidewalk and, tourists obviously clearly do that all the time yeah. because they'll just yeah. be stopping looking at a, a map or looking for directions like in the middle of the sidewalk which is unfortunately sometimes where you're skating so they don't notice yeah. that just in the way they don't speak english and we're stupid americans we don't speak anything else besides english so we don't like how to communicate with people so it, it is rough and um you definitely have that in other places we had that when i skated japan also like back in the day um just high population areas everybody's condensed and packed into one spot but that's something that you don't get at all if you live out west or in more rural areas. You'll drive to the skate spot and there'll be like nobody there. Or maybe you just have to worry about like security or something like that because you don't have to worry about people walking around, cars, traffic, fights breaking out in front of you, uh, a rat crossing your path where you're skating. Like it's it's a it's a zoo. It's like a it's it's unreal. I think that kind of trains us for like contests because contests are like crazy. Like everyone just go 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 like super hectic. Um, I never thought about that till just now, but I feel like it might be easier for people from these bigger cities or New York to adapt to not being so overwhelmed by skate parks and those street sessions where you just have like 20 people in the heat and it's just like go and it's just hectic, crazy nonstop people. Yeah, I used to like when I was younger, I really, really, really embraced it. Like I, I still appreciate it these days, but sometimes I'm like, man, a lot of distractions. <laughs> there but is. It's, yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and uh, 
I don't know. New York is different too because it's like such like an old, like we were talking before, like before the episode about like some of the famous spots mm-hmm. and like how it's so like old. And it's like part of like the, in terms of like the skating history, like you think about the beginning of skating history, we've talked about like, you know, you think of Japan, you think of Australia, you think of obviously Venice Beach and California and San Diego and New York City as well. Like a lot of people refer to New York City as the birthplace of street skating, even though like the first grinds weren't done there. The first Mm -hmm. grinds was done by Chris Edwards in California. And there was a whole scene like there first and things in, you know, Australia, like Tom Fry kind of being a trailblazer as well. But like just the, aspect of skating spot to spot and like these packs and groups was like a very specific to New York city kind of thing. And in that there's like all these like epic old spots. There's like the banks, which is like not really there anymore. Who knows where it's going? If it's RIP, if it comes back, but then there's like these, all these other spots on, on this little Island. So, um, that's another thing that's a bit challenging about it because it's like really, it's harder to find like the new spots like all the time like there's everything's yeah. kind of confined to this island and they're always building new stuff but but um, the, there's a lot of these things that have been there for a long time yeah security and stuff are caught on to it it was easier when skating was more new and they weren't really i guess used to people skating spots but now security guards are on it and especially after uh 9-11 changed a lot for new york city skating too because before right. 9-11 it was so easy we used to skate like police stations like Remember Family Court, the courthouse, like in Stand On, that rail, that perfect rail? Like we could skate oh, yeah. right at the entrance of courthouses and nobody cared. But after 9 11, security has been heightened like crazy. So that changed, I remember that changed a lot of, of like security in skating street spots throughout the city. Um, you used to be able to skate a spot, no problem. Then after that, everyone has so much security that you get kicked out instantly and you, the spot was like a bust after that. And you had to like find different spots, which I guess is good to adapt to also. But that made a huge change as well in in trying to skate around the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a little bit different before, but then it got really tough as a result. All the security and all like fronts, not just like you know skating, was was, was different in Dude, New do York. You, do but... you remember? I, I, I sorry for going back in the past again, but do you remember like we were filming for a nature skate video, I guess one, I guess maybe it was mm-hmm. like, I think it was 2002, 2003. So it was a year or two after nine 11. And I remember we were skating around in the van, you know, Brian and Hakeem would drive around the van. And I remember like we would drive around the city for skate spots and they would be like, like military people with like machine guns on like every corner. Cause security was so heightened. I remember being so tough we would go like rector street rails right like a block or two away from the world trade center from ground zero at the time and it was so hard to skate with like a bunch of military people right like feet from you with like machine guns and like i can't concentrate right now because this guy's like could just go crazy and start killing people or something like it was a whole different time to skate back then yeah yeah it, it, it was there was a lot of that going on you would see them especially downtown there was like a lot of people like in you know army guys fatigues like you know huge uh big ars like rifles and stuff like that um it was crazy yeah yeah i mean and we were there getting clips we were clipping up that's that that, (laughs) yeah that totally changed a lot too i mean like one of like the big meeting spots to skate was the world trade center ledges back in the day yeah oh my god they were perfect they were coping ledges like uh, they were in like Life Plus One. Uh, Dustin Holleran and, and myself were skating it, and they were in like Life in uh, New York. F O R two. Calvin has a clip on it. Top soul, true top soul out, true soul three out. Yeah, I think yeah. So they're just like these ledges that like pretty much like went like this. 
So it was just like yeah. this thin little thing. It was like a coping ledge. It was like ice. So good. We, we used to spend hours there. It was so good. And but, it was um, covered so you could skate in the rain. But yeah. And it was on the second floor. So it was a unique skate spot because you had to take an escalator to it. We would legit like with skates on, hop on an escalator, go to the second floor and skate these ledges while people were like working in the buildings or doing whatever. Uh, hmm. That was a really unique spot. I've yet to skate a spot that's similar to that since. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me look on my list. Well, we got, I mean, around, around the, around the thing of, I mean, we kind of mentioned a little bit, but like a lot of people, we had a lot of guests in the show too, who came to New York for the first time while they were on the show, while they were in New York. And a lot of people mentioned like skate tourism. Like you go to all these skate spots that were well known, um, from the past. Like you said, there's a lot of history there. Brooklyn banks, um, flushing John bound, um, you know, Battery Park, the courthouse downtown. There's so many spots that skaters like to come to New York and they just like literally just skate around and people normally would come to New York and visit and go like Statue of Liberty, you know, Empire State Building, stuff like that. And people come to New York when they skate and they're like, I want to go to the Brooklyn Banks. And even nowadays, it's been closed for like 10 years already, the Brooklyn Banks. But people like still want to go and like peek in the fence and like you can still see it, you know, if you're peeking through the, the gates and everything. Um, there's a lot of that I hear from people who visit New York because there's so much history here and anybody who's like an old school skater would appreciate it more than newer people. But still just to come to New York and there's spots here that are like in Tony Hawk pro skater and, and people just love seeing that in person. And we have that here. A lot of them, you could still skate to this day. And it's pretty cool that you could do that because I feel like there's not that many spots in other places. Cause by now they're either capped or the spot just destroyed or taken down or you can't skate it because of security, but you can still come to New York and skate like flushing, like where the globe is and like the big fountain, like I, for people who, who don't know what it is, John Bound, like you said, um, it's it's just really cool. And I think that's one of the things that's unique to, unique to New York as well. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Like I said, like the, um, it's hard to, like, it's hard to imagine like the, the banks being like a destination spot people want to see 10 years after it's like not been in, in action, you know, because yeah. it's like such a, like an integral part of like how we like were growing up skating. You, It was like something like Riverside where you just go and you knew people would be there. Yeah. You wouldn't even call people. It's hard to imagine now like the before cell phone era, time before cell phones. Mm -hmm. But in that time before cell phones, we were just like maybe one or two friends and just like go to a popular spot and like, you know, quite often run into people like more than like half the time. Mm -hmm. but um yeah it's like i think the banks is also like representative of like an era of skating you know um, mm -hmm. of like that kind of time so i don't know i hope it comes back and there could be like a new era there as well because there's so many uh there's so many of those classic uh nostalgic spots in new york that are just like uh yeah just like you said like a big part of the history yeah i think it's we could all speculate but i feel like at this point the banks will make a comeback eventually it's crazy to think that it's taking this long, but if you look in there now, it's it's all kind of still there. It's just under construction because they're doing work on the bridge above it all the time, so it has to be blocked off. And it's just like debris from no one really doing anything with it over the years. So I think when the construction is finally done, whenever it is, is New York, it could take 20 years or something like that. Um, we might get the banks back. Hopefully we do, and hopefully it's something that we can still skate because uh, it'd be nice to have that history still. And it's a fun spot in general. Definitely. Um, do you want to see if people have questions in the in the chat or or what before? Because sure, I think do you we, want to see if anyone has questions. Yeah, if anyone has questions, shout them out. I would like to 
Once again, shout out our sponsors for this episode. Blank Rolling Products. Give them the follow on Instagram. The Sean Keen Pro Model Skate is out now. Just keep your eyes peeled for the Team Skate, the great Team Skate coming out soon. And also, shout out to The Blade Farm, the only skate shop in Atlantic Canada. Check them out at thebladefarm.ca. Thank you both for uh, sponsoring and supporting this show. Um, and shout out to um, Dominic Bruce. <laughs> and Dominic Bruce. Throwing that in, in there. Skate. Throwing that in there. Pre-orders at Heavy Distribution. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh, we have a super chat question here from, from Tree Tree Rudolph, which I didn't know that we were going to get any for this episode. But um, oh, nice. Tree Tree asks, what do you recommend a visitor to New York to do to link up with skaters and get a session going or a session in? Uh, very interesting question. I feel like most people now when they visit anywhere, like it's natural to go to uh, like a Facebook group or just social media in general because almost any major city you could get to and just be like, hey, who's who's skating in Chicago this weekend? Who's skating in L.A. this weekend? Who's skating in New York this weekend? It's such like an easy thing to do to connect with people. And you don't even have to know anybody. You could just do that and link with locals because people are going to be hyped that somebody's visiting. And if you're a cool person, who wouldn't want to skate with you? <laughs> so I feel like that's like an easy way to get in anywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know there were like they had like a Tuesday or Thursday night skates not too long ago. Yeah, um, you can always reach out to Craig at iRoll New York. Um, he's like pretty good at being someone that can like connect sessions and like link up with people. Um, you know, you can reach out to some of the local homies out there. You can reach out to. New York City natives pretty cool. Uh, Jesus Medina is always like cool and friendly, like to meet up with skate around, or you can just go to like one of like the local parks and hope to bump into some skaters. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a uh, my experience has been like a friendly, uh, welcoming city for to to meet up with people and skate. So I hope it's still that way. You know, um, that's it is that's the beauty of New York. People hit me up all the time to come to New York, and I'm not always available because um, a lot of people come like for weekends and stuff and I usually work on the weekends but you know if I'm around and there's something happening I'm, I'm a part of it too so um, New Yorkers are very friendly people we've said this before yeah. New Yorkers aren't assholes like we're portrayed to be on in movies and TV shows and stuff like that we're generally nice people so it's pretty easy to get a session going in New York and there's so many people so many different areas it's not hard to do at all we're community oriented people we're it's we're not um yeah we, we we operate with in mind of the community and those surrounding because it has to be like a cooperative if you grow up in a neighbor neighborhood it's kind of like growing up in a co-op you know you have to be mm-hmm. cooperative with one another around the city so uh, generally new yorkers are cooperative and not uh in like a bubble kind of mentality yeah i like this question it just came in from modesto i'm not gonna even try to pronounce your last name but uh he asked does anyone remember ninja he wore every pad ever created and would do the craziest stunts and completely destroy himself. You would run into him at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Is he still around? Damn, oh Billy, remember God. Ninja? Ninja. Blast from the past. Ninja was the best. I didn't know him too well, but anybody who grew up skating in New York knows Ninja. Like Modesto said, he would just throw his pads on and like send like a misty flip over like a 15 set of stairs or something like that. He's in uh, the Racers video. Um, Bro. Ninja was a gangster from yeah. the Bronx. He was when he would just show up at the session. Um, and he, he must have been at least 10 years older than all of us. At yeah, least. he was older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he might be around 48, 50 right now. 
And yeah, he's when we were like in our teens, he's just come down to the session, helmet on, knee pads, find the biggest thing possible and just throw himself like at the big stairs at Martin Luther King. I, I think it's like like 18, 19 stairs. Yeah, it's 20, big maybe. set. Dude, he just like he didn't even warm up trying to jump it. He just went to try to 360 it <laughs> first thing and he just got killed. He, he tried like the gnarliest stuff, but he's anyone who was skating New York City in the 90s and probably up to the early 2000s, you know Ninja. That's it. Nin- Ninja's a New York City legend. Yeah, what, what Razor's video was that? I can't think. It wasn't Closer. It was the one before the Uncloned. In the credits to Uncloned. Was it Uncloned? I think it's Uncloned. In the credits, there's a okay. clip. Like you said, it was Martin Luther King. He went to like throw a 540 or 360 over those stairs, like a 20 set, and ate shit but it was that's ninja that's what he did that's who he was i remember i saw him it was probably like five eight years ago now something like that but i did run into him somewhere downtown um he was with like his girlfriend that was on skates and they were just rolling around and he just minds his own business i don't know where he's at nowadays though i would like to know that because ninja was the man yo ninja if anyone can get in touch with ninja or has any contact with him uh leave it in the comments or just dm me directly I would love to know where Ninja is at, how he's doing. He's just such a uh, integral part of the New York City scene from back in the day. He's a legend. Uh, yeah. Ninja, if you see this, love you, Ninja. You're the man. <laughs> um, I think we have like one more question in here, and then we'll call it a, a wrap for now. Um, this one from AMD, who asks, was there a lot of skateboard beef over the spots back in the day in New York City? Did either of you ever run into Harold from Kids? Yeah, um, so Harold, Dustin used to live with uh, Ron Hunter and Harold Hunter. He had a room there, and I would often sleep on the couch there pretty much every night. I stayed there for like months at a time as well. So Harold was like a really good friend to the rollerblading community back in the day. Um, You know, Ray Mendez, Franco Camayo, Kelly Matthews, myself um dustin especially like we were all like really close and good friends with harold so we used to hang out with him on our own because it's ron's brother ron's like a new york city legend like ron was the pro uh rollerblader who was like on fr back in the day like one of the original people to be on fr if you know what fr is it's like an old (laughs) like new york wheel company and harold was like the pro skateboarder so that was always there but in terms of like the beef no it, it it wasn't there were always jerks and jerks could blade or BMX or, or skateboard, but there wasn't that like skateboard rollerblade beef that kind of exists in like, you know, like the, that kind of happens in the West coast and even in Philly and like Atlanta, there was like a big, a lot of that back in the day, but no, we didn't really have that. Or at least in, in our experience in, in New York city, because I think we had, I think there were like a lot, like, you know, there was like a big crew of people and there was like some like intimidating people in who were rollerbladers. So there wasn't like, um, it, that didn't really happen. I don't know. There was always respect shown. And like, we had like, a we had a skate park back in the day in Brooklyn on the park slope on 20th street and fourth Avenue it used to be X ramps, but then it became the underground to be unique skate park. And Ramel and I ran the park and, had keys to the park and would interact with skateboarders. And we had a bike night, like uh, I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays or uh, maybe Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And 
yeah, we were interacting with everyone and everyone was cool and everyone showed, showed respect. Uh, the thing about New York City, you know, especially back then and still to this day is it's like a respect based kind of place. If like you if you show it, even if you usually get it um, and, and if you know how to like kind of kind of move right. So now, we, you know, that really wasn't there, that beef. I mean, at least in my experience, if you disagree, <laughs> put in the comments but that was that was my experience i see what people about you, Austin? yeah i see people agreeing too and i will agree with you on that too once in a while you did have that one or two experience where somebody was an asshole yeah and it, it happens with anything else you could have I'm that the, blades too though. you could have yeah. that at the basketball court like if you're trying to like Find whatever it is the tennis yeah. court i'm sure but um overall it's a pretty peaceful area everyone gets to get gets together well and even to this day it's still the same way too we're friends with a I lot mean, of I was, skateboarders yeah I mean, I was shocked when I first went to when I first went to California for the first time. Went to a skate park in San Diego, and like there was like an issue. Yeah, I was it's like, crazy. "What the fuck?" Even is still that? now, to this day, it's it's crazy seeing that too. Well, you know what it is because I think that attitude, the skate, like that skate hate that used to be, mm-hmm. like that it's okay. It's like it's come. It comes from like this surfer, like my wave mentality, my wave, bro. Like, and then it went to like trickled that it trickled down to like the skate parks and like in the skate parks, it was like, it's just like, it's, it's just like a, it's like an entitlement, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like my skate park, my wave, like, and New York is such a communal area that I don't feel people feel like ownership over like, this is my park. This is my, this, it's just like, it's a kind of more of a communal thing. So we didn't have that as much too. That's, that's kind of just my theory as why we didn't have it as much. It's like more of a communal kind of place where like you're interacting on a regular basis. So it's like, I don't know. It's uh, I think that's part of it because it's so condensed that yeah. we didn't really have that too. That's true. And it's, I feel like it's mostly like old school people, like older skateboarder guys that if there is any beef, it's because that's how it was back in the day. And it just hasn't changed because no new kids ever have any beef. And it's the opposite. They have full respect for everything we do, just like how we go to the skate park. And if you're killing it, whatever you're on, you're killing it. But people, kids love seeing us. We roll the skate park like, damn, these guys are awesome. Or we'll show up to the skate park sometimes and be like, yo, these guys are back. They were killing it last time we were here. Like everybody has love for everybody. And a lot of the newer generations are like that because first of all, that's how it should be, but they don't even know about the old school stuff back in the day, how there was beef. So it's not even like planted in their mind at all. So they have like a fresh mind and it, whatever's no, dope exactly. is dope. It's almost like you don't want to talk about it, but like, just cause it's like, you don't want to like even, hit, but it's, it was a part of uh, some areas back in the day. Like I said, it wasn't too, I, it was something I really didn't feel in New York, even before, like before the underground was the underground, it was X ramps. It was ran by skateboarders and yeah. we used to go there all the time and they always showed love. And that one dude, Tony was, was just, I think his name was Tony always there back yeah. in the day. No. It was awesome. Oh, Tony, dude. He was, yeah. Tony Ripper. was great, man. And yeah, always showed love. Like, so it's just like, like I said, like New York, like, uh, it transcends like the, the culture in some of the skate communities, uh, where it's like it just operates on like a respect-based system. Like, you know, you show it, you get it, and mm-hmm. you carry yourself with it then. And just, yeah, so um, that's a long answer to that question, but I think <laughs> it's true. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. Billy, is there anything else you want to add to this before we sign off right now? Nah, man, it's – oh, I mean, we, we, we got some um, new things coming up in Jump Street in the next couple of months. We're mm-hmm. going to add some new shows and, and change the format on some things. Cause we want to bring you guys the best stuff. So stay tuned for that. But, um, 
mad love and respect to New York City. Um, <laughs> that's it. Like, and everyone in skating, but um, just, you know, every time, you know, I've been living in California for a few years and I went back a couple years ago to live back in Brooklyn again and it came back and been mm -hmm. going back and forth for a long time. Yeah. Um, can't get the New York but every out time, you. I can't. And I, I have to go <laughs> back every year just to like put my feet down there and like touch base. But yeah, you know, every time I go there, it's just, uh, man, such, such a good, like this last trip was just like, it brought me back to all those same things. Like we were talking about like skating spot to spot, the interactions and it's beautiful. If you, if you haven't been consider going, there's going to be a bunch of cool stuff coming up this summer. I know we just passed the summer, but you know, we, I guess it's next summer. Yeah. But we, um, got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. We're always going to be trying to work on things over there. So, um, huge shout out to New York city and everyone in skating in general. Yeah. The scene is always alive in here. And like you said, there's events going on. I'm sure there's gonna be much more next year too, but even this year, like there was probably at least like two events, whether it was a gathering of some sort or a contest happening the summer from like the entire summer from like June to September. So there's always something going on. If you visit, it's easy to get together with a group of some sort and, and meet up and skate. So, um, yeah, like Billy said, if you haven't been yet, come down and, and check it out. But uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. Please subscribe to the channel and like this video if you like what you see. Um, we're always open to ideas also for these Channel 11. So if you have any ideas of topics you want us to talk about or discuss in the show, let us know in the comments below. And um, thank you to our sponsors again, once again, Blank Rolling Products and The Blade Farm. Uh, we will see you all on the next episode. Later, everybody. Peace.